0: has won it, and you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for
1: Manchester United. Okay, welcome back to episode 23 of the MUFC pubcast. Today we'll obviously review their Crystal Palace match, the Crystal Palace defeat, and look ahead to the Southampton match on the weekend. But like the last couple of episodes, another special guest joins us today. Larry,
0: how are you? My special guest, mate. Yeah, very special. You know, you know who the real special guest is? Nobby's Nuts. They're back. The, the grand return of Nobby's Nuts after about a month away. Well, feels like, it
1: feels like we're back home. Same table, same pub, same nuts.
0: Yeah, it's nice to
1: see you, mate. Ah, beautiful. Um, give us a rundown of your little vacation.
0: Look, keep, keep it clean. Um, I started in Ireland. Had a lot of beer. Had a lot of a lot of potato. I'm surprised I haven't turned into a potato. You're to be surprised. Well, you surprised? Know obviously,
1: obviously, I've got Irish in me, but you can yeah. definitely get potato in breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Easy. I ordered a shepherd's pie. I got so a shepherd's pie has potato topping. Then you then get three sides of veggies, one of which is boiled potato, and just to top it off, you get three scoops of mashed potato. They try. From, and, they, I
1: was constipated for a week. They mate. try and hide it with chips, not realizing that there's obviously potato in it.
0: It's terrible. Um, so Portugal, Spain. Went to Barcelona, hung went? out with Lionel Messi. So you went I to the Nou Suarez in the face. You went to the Nou Camp. Yes, sir. Did I you did. see that? Did you see that footage? A little
1: bit off topic, but the footage of Messi's son celebrating the oh, goal. Oh,
0: how good! <laughs> and then Suarez is like, <laughs> "Come yes. on, what are you doing?" Suarez to slap slapping. I thought he gonna slapping. I thought it was great. Um, Portugal, and Spain, then on to back to England. Back to England, we finished. We we went to the sunny Manchester met met Binzi there wonderful wonderful man um you know what I can't believe you go there it's August Barcelona 35 degree heat flying to Manchester it's pissing rain it's 13 degrees Mate, it's been warmer in Sydney
1: it, actually it hasn't been too warm here some of the days has been freezing to be fair yeah. but um Finished at Wolverhampton. What was about those two podcasts? Both went for six minutes twenty four seconds. Been racking my brain about that. I
0: swear to you, I did not time it. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened that way.
1: Um, no, enjoyed that. What do you think of the actual Wolves game? Obviously, obviously a different perspective at the game.
0: Magnificent. Um, United actually started really well, and it was good to have like a tactical view of how we were lining up. It's a very four three two one, but still, you know what? On that right side, I still don't feel like. Daniel James has been signed there to give balance to the right-hand side, but I'm like we'll go, into, we'll go into last week's game. But I still find we're quite narrow, and there's still a tendency for the team to play left. So it's something that United really need to fix. Um, but no, wonderful atmosphere. And you know what, if, I, if I'm telling any United supporters around the world not from Manchester go to an away game and sit with the away fans, because it is a completely different atmosphere to what you get at Old Trafford, you're going to be in a lot more electric, you've got to be ready to sing, and the stadium, when Neves scored, that stadium was honestly shaking, It it was something that you might get on a Champions League night at Old Trafford, but other than that, you can't find moments like that in sport really, it was magnificent.
1: Alright, so I'm sure you've all been following Larry's trip on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Now back to the actual football and there has been a little bit of breaking news which we assumed was going to happen eventually happened. Alexis Sanchez to Inter Milan. That technically hasn't been confirmed. Maybe by the time you listen to this it has been confirmed. But all the Italian reporters and even the Manchester-based reporters have now confirmed it. that um, He has gone on loan. United reportedly looking at still paying maybe 70-75% of his wages, which is probably north at 200000 um, It looks like there's no definitive obligation to buy. So if he flops in Italy, there's a very good chance he can come back to Old Trafford. Um, but your general thoughts or initial
0: reaction to it? From a business perspective, it's good business. From a footballing perspective, I can't make sense of it, Tom. For Sanchez's criticisms, for Sanchez's lack of performance in a United shirt, we have no depth up front. We now have a 17-year-old as our backup. Martial looks like he won't play this week. So suddenly our 17-year-old is starting. Uh, there is no depth. So Sanchez might not perform. But then again, I would have been keen to see him in this new system, play him up front, play him in the number 10 position. You know, everyone smashes Lingard. There's nothing up there now.
1: I think this is what sort of hits home for everyone. Everyone... R- re- rewind sort of a year ago it says, oh, give the young guys a go, get rid of Sanchez give the young guys a go, that's what we want now that's going to eventuate and you think, oh they're not good enough at the moment it's a res- results based business suddenly, shit, we've got to rely on Mason Greenwood now it's all good, well and good, say, oh, give him a run of games well now he's going to do that run of games and all of a sudden, you think, shit, we're the weaker team on paper um, so it's a balance, it's great to see Greenwood have this responsibility now, but it's not fair on him it is, no. we, we almost go into this game now against Southampton. It's a must-win game,
0: almost. Well, it is because we didn't win last week. So we've gone. We started well against Chelsea. We've had a draw against Wolves, which we said is a good result as long as we beat Palace. We didn't beat Palace. Yeah. So now you're looking at, okay, if you don't get all three points at Southampton, this season can derail very quickly, and confidence can derail very quickly.
1: All right. Well, back We'll get onto those games. Back onto Sanchez, though. Do you think he does well in Italy and do you think that eventuates in a move to Italy or do you see, a, would say, a nightmare scenario where he continues his form and United are then stuck with Alexis Sanchez next season? Sanchez
0: will do well in Italy. Yeah. Sanchez isn't a bad player. It's all about the system, right? We've said this. when Even when Mourinho was in charge, we said this. You can put Lionel Messi into our team right now. He won't stand out because the system won't doesn't accommodate for that you know you need creative players for strikers to thrive you need a, d- a defense with who can ball play to give the midfielders time and so forth Sanchez will go to Inter because they have a system that's going to suit him there's no Paul Pogba playing with him To they occupy the same space Sanchez will run that left wing they got rid. well this season is Pogba occupying that space this season he's not really he's, well, he's playing, he's playing AP, deep, deeper role yeah, so but, like if I were to say to you I was actually really surprised that Inter sold uh, Perisic because we wanted Perisic when yeah. we signed Lukaku to feed him. Yeah,
1: now, they've now they're, they're saying Lukaku's gone, gone for to Inter United. and had. Perisic is left, so um, it makes I, no sense for anyone.
0: I think Sanchez will do really well, and I think the Italian league's a little bit slower, so it'll, it'll, suit, it'll suit his style, I think.
1: I kind of I hope, I don't know what way to look at it, I hope he does well because if he does flop, we'll he, come he, he comes back. So <laughs> yeah. you, you almost hope he does well, and when he does well, let's say he does do well. It'll look bad on United's part you'll see everything online say so, oh look what he's doing now that he's playing where he wants to be etc but I think deep down that's what United need United need him to do well United need him yeah. to sort of prove us wrong um, but it's a tricky one so initial reaction this weekend are you glad that when you consider our depth are you glad that Sanchez has left no, or are you, you look at the, the, almost the smaller picture it, it's a horrible is, decision the, the, the smaller picture is almost more important now than yeah. the bigger picture
0: no that's right and because when we all said get rid of Sanchez, get rid of Smalling, get rid of Jones, it's with the assumption that there's replacements or there's something better to come for that. It's a, it's amazing yeah. how
1: we've got rid of Sanchez and Lukaku, and Matteo Damian's off riding motorbikes in Italy and can't get a move. I don't
0: know how he's still. On that. He still, is. <laughs> he's still I yeah, forget he plays. Has, he hasn't been linked with anyone. He's still here. Oh gosh, does he still have a squad number? <laughs> no, he was off riding like the motorbikes in Italy. Oh, oh that's or, amazing. Good for him.
1: Enough fair play. He's collecting a decent wage, so he's enjoying life. Um, Now, again, I said this last time when we touched on Alexis Sanchez, and this hasn't technically been confirmed, but it will by the time you listen to this. I think we could do a whole two-hour episode on his time at the club and what went wrong and all the little different caveats to it. But at the moment, it does look like he's off to Inter Milan, so no number seven for the rest of the season, which is... Actually, that's probably another podcast. Our yeah, best number seven since um, Ronaldo. We could probably huh. f- fill an hour with that. Michael Owen probably leads the race. Oh, that's a debate for another day. Now we'll get into, unfortunately, the Palace match. Um, go through the starting team. Not that we remember the starting team
0: too. I'll give it a go, mate. I think yeah, I got have it, go. soon. <laughs> so we had it. De Gea, Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, wan Basaka, McTominay, Pogba... Daniel James on the right. Lingard. Lingard through the middle. Rashford on the left. Martial up front. Yeah.
1: On paper... Well, we'll get into Jesse Lingard in a little bit. But on paper, that's against Palace. Okay, go win it. And I thought the performance wasn't... Look, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, though. It was just nothing there. It was just lacking that... Yeah, I don't want to say creativity or just a little bit of quality like in the creativity. final third.
0: There was no creativity and there was no temper. You know what it really reminds me of? It almost felt like a Van Gaal game.
1: Crystal Palace found it. Hey, exactly. Crystal Palace found it easy. Okay, they were dealing with what United had. Like yeah. United obviously dominated possession. Large. It was probably seventy percent of the ball over the ninety minutes, but never really troubled Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace were happy to have that seventy percent of the United having the ball. Yeah.
0: It was really strange, one because if you look at the team on paper, I agree with you, yes, there's enough there to beat Crystal Palace, but on the flip side, you still say, OK, it is good enough to beat Crystal Palace, but you would have thought Solskjaer, Carrick, McKenna, like, this is a coaching staff that should be intelligent enough to say, you know what, we're going to have a lot of the ball here, there's a lot of counter-attack in this team. I I, I think that's the thing, just to go on that point. I think it was the right team, the wrong
1: setup, though. I think he could change that midfield to McTominay by himself, and Have Pogba and Lingba, should and have Lingua, been a 4
0: 1 1. Then really. almost
1: next to each other, yeah. And you could let Pogba go a little bit then, and then you got that, those two sort of creative midfielders rather than two sitting, yeah. So, no so I think the team selection was right, or you, you could argue Lingard, but I think that was right. The system was wrong, I thought, at home,
0: yeah. No doubt, like if Pogba's further forward, I agree with you, then he can be a bit more creative, perhaps score a goal, like even against Wolves, like same issue, there was a lack of creativity, the penalty. Where you know this is where all this madness has come from, but the penalty that United won came through Pogba pushing forward because he's got that trickery in the the final third. We need to find a way to push Pogba up. I know there's a lack in midfield at the moment, but find an option, you know. I mean, whether that's Jimmy Garner, who you know that's probably pushing it, whether you bring in like Matic again, but
1: yeah, I think Matic, as much as we criticize him, I think especially when you look at the depth in our squad, I think he's going to be an important player. I think eventually yeah. when he does come in... He might, he might come in this week. He might not come in for another month. But I think when he does come in... I have a feeling he might stay Stay. In. I, think, I think we'll see his experience yeah. once he does finally step in.
0: So uh, if, we're, if we're talking about the Crystal Palace performance... Like, you know... And I've got to say... Daniel James is starting to split the United fans. I don't know if... You, like, you know, you're starting to see that now. Yeah, it hasn't taken long. No, it hasn't. And um, if I'm being honest about his performance... He scored a brilliant goal, very energetic. He looked a lot better on the left. Yeah. But his final... His end product's really poor for me. But really
1: you, you look at the end product, he's got two goals.
0: Okay. Look, good on him. He's our equal top goal scorer, right? But if we're, when I talk about his end product, you smart ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, like, all his crosses are hitting defenders, you know? His final ball's not there. He seems to have a composed finish on him, which is great, but... You know the the reasons we've signed him and the style that we're playing for him. You want him to be putting the ball across the byline or having that sharp, you know, get to the end of the line and just being. That but short do you think there the where
1: you sort of you reverted back to? It felt like a Van Hal game, like maybe the last two two appearances. it felt like that, and I agree. But Daniel James is one of the players. Okay, he might be losing the ball, etc. But he's trying. Something's trying to. He's trying to make something happen. Like, well, whether it doesn't happen or not, he's, he's on the front foot, he's obviously committing a defender, he's trying to yeah. do something. I okay, okay, it's not, it's, it's not working all the time, but yeah. one of the criticisms under Van Halen, don't want to revert all the way back to Van Halen, but nothing was happening, everything was just coming back through midfield, where at least now we're having a go, or, or sorry, he's having a go.
0: Oh no, I, look, I, I don't criticise his enthusiasm, I don't criticise what he's trying to do, but It's just a lack of quality there, you know. He was a gamble signing. We all said at the time, this is a win-win for United because of the amount we're paying. But, again, speaks to the whole squad. We're so thin everywhere. Like, one injury happens in any position and it's just like crisis mode. You're going straight into the youth. Well, we'll get on... Well, it is amazing how...
1: After two goals in his first three games, how much he has split the fan base. Can
0: I ask you, what do you think of him celebrating? Because if I'm being honest, at the time it happened, I was like, what are you doing, first The
1: first ten seconds, I, I was like Rashford. From- I was- wanted to reach through the screen and grab him by the neck and pull him back. Yeah. In reality, it took two seconds. It's nothing. Like, yes, at the time, I was get
0: get that and
1: help back to halfway. It's nothing at the end of the day. Look, look. Oh, if, I'm, I'm, if you yeah. score in front of the Stryfford and an equaliser into the top corner... My show sure would have been off, I would have been 10 rows deep. I'd
0: still be celebrating.
1: Yeah, so, look, at, at the moment, frustration, but at the end of the day,
0: yeah.
1: too, too much has been made of it, but fair play to him for it. It's got actually a hell of a photo when he's celebrating the goal. Oh, um, love it. It's a shame we lost the match <laughs> It a minute. It's like Balotelli, actually. Um, I think he's gone for the Mbappe reaction, I think. Oh. But, on to the actual moments of the match, obviously, dominated the game. The Maguire, I saw you got into a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a spat, with Duncan Castles, where. For some reason, yeah, Harry Maguire was... I don't know why he was criticised for that. Um, Look... Well, when you take a still shot of a yeah. photo, and he's, you can make an argument for him being out yeah. of a position, but a game isn't played with a still shot of a photo. No, it's not. You don't know why he was over there. there. was Obviously, Luke Shaw was injured at the time. You don't know where his previous pass was. At the end of the day, Victor Lindelof lost a header to a guy smaller Look, than us.
0: That's right. You know, for me, it's an agenda from Duncan Castle's not everyone. I saw Optus Sport giving it to Harry Maguire. Optus Sport is run by a Liverpool no, supporter. I'm I'm telling you, yeah, I'm not shocked. Um, yeah, so I think the issue here is that, that was Lindelof's mistake. You can say Maguire should have covered him. You could say Wan-Bissaka could have been deeper. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Lindelof should be winning headers against people who are 5-4-4. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we've always said Lindelof's weakness is in the air. He needs to fix that part of his game. I think he's
1: almost and look at yeah, go back six weeks. I would have said Lindelof twice to play Harry Maguire is. I think in these three games, I've almost flipped up and said Harry Maguire's probably the more important player than Victor Lindelof.
0: If Baye could stay fit, I would love to see a centre half pairing partnership of Maguire and Baye. I think that would be dynamic.
1: Um, what was okay? That was the first goal. Is what it is. What happened? What was the main thing next? Um, the Martial non-penalty. Oh, my! No, that was a penalty. Oh, my God. Oh, How outrageous. About, okay, not, not a penalty during the game. Okay, horrible decision. But then it goes to VAR, and VAR says no penalty. It was the definition of a penalty. Okay, if you don't want to give a penalty, you have a free kick outside the box, mm-hmm. if initial contact or whatever. It was whatever. definitely in the box. Yeah. yeah, in my opinion, it's in the box. It's a penalty. Even if VAR...
0: Absolute madness.
1: I don't but, know what their decision is. If they've said there's no contact, if there's... Like but it was clear contact. Yeah, no, I know there was down. contact. No, I'm in agreement, but I don't understand how that goes to VAR and they see that footage it definitely being pulled to the ground and nothing, nothing happens. You talk about podcasts that can go for two hours. You okay. want to talk about referees and VAR? And you see who we've got this week? We've got Mike Dean on the pitch and Michael Oliver in the truck. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> put your money on Southampton now. <laughs> Honestly.
0: Oh Tom Yeah Like the Rashford one I can understand I felt like Rashford Went down a little bit easy Yeah That's just my opinion Um The, sim- the simulation For Dan James The poor guy He's getting a oh. reputation Unfairly for diving That's actually A pretty hard knock on his knee I was like Yeah Right on Even right in the right Wolves on. game yeah. you know, I was right there mate He got kicked Yeah uh, yeah,
1: well, unfortunately, and it's not his fault, not really his fault, but he's going to have to deal with it. Now, as part of the game, he's going to have that reputation. He's so
0: quick yes. that he doesn't slow down when he's making contact, so just the slightest contact can knock the man down. Good on Solskjaer for highlighting that in the press conference.
1: Now, next... What was the next thing that happened? The penalty. Oh, OK, on to the penalty that was given, which... Before we get into that, that's a second yellow card. Milohayevich, that trip on McTominay—that's the definition of a yellow card, a deliberate trip. But because it was given a penalty, the referee didn't want to give a yellow card. Yeah. If he gets the yellow card, it's his second, and he's off.
0: Nothing was that's made of thing. that. That's the Nothing if it's was made outside of Outside the box, you're giving him a yellow yeah, card. Yeah. Nothing was made of that, so and I thought that is, that is a
1: red card. Look, and at the end of the day, we weren't good enough to beat Palace. We should no. have beaten them. I mean, but the referee—oh my god—it was bad. And anyway, that's—it sounds like an excuse, but. All right,
0: Tom, so yeah, who takes was. the next penalty for United? I have a
1: feeling Harry Maguire's going to take and hit the crossbar. I don't know oh, why. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're missing our next penalty. Just deal with it. Whoever's taking it, just deal with it. Martial. Martial. Uh, well, actually, I'm back in the score, to be honest, but we're missing our next penalty. Deal with it. Um, so the penalty, Rash- as soon as it was given, Rashford was missing. You knew
0: it. Yeah, it was. You could feel it in your brain. Just the amount was, The amount it, of uh, like, yeah. news and speculation and attention that the whole Pogba-Rashford fiasco has received you're just like mate he's missing this and
1: the way he, it hits one the inside of one post and goes out for a goal kick on the other side of the goal oh brilliant uh, it's, you can't script it
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, you, you know what he actually struck it well but yeah. it just needed to be a few centimetres to the right but you know what that's football yeah um, he wasn't great Rashford on the day um, yeah, he was really- now after the Rashford um,
1: yeah. penalty there was obviously the Den- is actually a great goal not only, not only his finish But the build up play, Yeah The Daniel James goal um, we It was Love obviously that. Talked about his celebration Which At the time When, the, when he scored I thought it, Usually when United score a late equaliser Oh there's only gonna be one winner here For some reason Which I was Proved to be correct It felt like Palace Were going to go on And score on the counter attack Which They went and did
0: Yeah you know I actually didn't I felt like we were In the ascendancy But then yeah,
1: that, 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 yeah. feels, that fills me with fear when we're going for and everything's going for, you can just see a lapse of concentration at the back.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing. I feel, I've seen people criticising Pogba for.
1: It's Ashley Young throwing on the right, wrong side of the. Pl- oh, we'll get into Ashley Young in a little bit, but yeah, okay. Pogba lost the ball. Yeah, he shouldn't have turned in there. Forgive him For that, but it was. And I don't want to escape at Ashley Young, but Ashley Young went through to the wrong side where Pogba has. his back to them, as he's back to play. He's trying to create something because we're going for the win. And he has a turn and he's got two defenders on him and loses the ball. Yes, it's Pogba's fault there, but it all stems from Ashley Young's throw. Nothing's on, throw down the line into the attack in third where you can hopefully create something. And Ashley Young just throws him into trouble. Pogba loses the ball and the goal goes in. David De Gea at fault, not really, a little bit.
0: Look, could he have done better with it? I think think vintage De Gea saves that. Um, But, you know, I've seen people... I'm not even going to mention his name. I've seen someone say he's passed it. I've seen other people saying, you know, what's wrong with him? And you know what? He's actually had a decent start to the season. That was a very powerful shot. I'd oh, say yeah. most, most keepers would struggle to see that.
1: I think it's amazing you would have seen it at the game. Or you see it any game, whether you go Sunday League or A League or Premier League. How much, ball, how much quicker the ball actually moves in person than on TV? Oh no! no. He, he hit that ball from 10 that yards. That was a strong shot. From, from 10 yards. Yeah. I don't care, near post, whatever. You, a Goalkeeper's reaction. He's only human. He
0: should get more of his body in front of the ball, really. It, it goes you so know? quick. It, it so does. Quick. I'm not going to be too critical on De Gea,
1: though. 3-2-1 um, votes on the Palace match.
0: Yeah, so... You might not agree with some of this. Um, My three is very simple, which, at the time,
1: maybe after a couple of days of digestion, the result people might agree. My three goes to Paul Pogba. Yeah, 100% yeah, agree. I, I, look, it was, he's almost a scapegoat over Rashford, over Lingard and over De Gea. I thought he was the best player on the pitch by a Oh, I, 100%
0: agree. I thought, yeah. but, but so many yeah. said he was the worst player.
1: Yeah,
0: like the way he split opinion. Because... I don't want to put words or thoughts in people's minds, but people hate Pogba or have an agenda against Pogba because, and you know what, and Solskjaer said it perfectly, people expect him to be five different players. Paul Pogba is Paul Pogba. He is a creative midfielder who's playing in a deep role when his best position is actually playing forward. Any sense of creativity that was coming from us came from him. And that was him playing in a deep role. Imagine what he would be doing further forward. He created 55 chances for us last season from yeah. from centre mid so when you when you break that down that's brilliant everything we're doing is coming through him he was our best player by a country mark it's not even close and uh, who do your two points go to? so we agree on that three for Bobber, yeah. two for um, Dan James yeah, nah, um, i like Daniel James as well for my criticism of him yeah Wrestler squad was quite poor. Scored a wonderful goal. Yeah, I think in a game like that, which I mentioned
1: before, you can say he's poor. You he can say he's good. He tried to make something happen. N- nothing, yeah. nothing was happening. He was taking a risk. Sometimes that risk backfires. But he was trying to make something happen, and he gets a two for me. Yeah. Um, number one for you, or um, one
0: point? You might not agree with this. Um, I actually said Martial, and the reason I say Martial, people said he had. Actually, a funny
1: you say that. I'm looking at my notes now. Anthony Martial gets my one.
0: Oh, brilliant people say he didn't play well let me put this to you that turn he did for the non-penalty was absolutely brilliant it was breathtaking you look at the skill of that to have his back to goal be able to pip the ball forward just enough so that you're getting into the box beating the defender that is brilliant you also have to consider when you're a striker you can say Martial had a quiet game who's feeding him the ball People say that we need another striker, we need a point of difference. I think Martial holds the ball up well, I think he dribbles well. Now that Hazard's left, I think Martial's got the best post control in the Premier League. Call me biased, that's just my opinion. Martial has everything you need to be a top number nine. If, you, if we can find a way to get a creative force in midfield, whether that's one matter which we can get into, he, he'll stand out. Yeah, for me, Martial number one. Outside of that, I thought the rest of the squad is really quite poor.
1: Oh, well, easy, no sort of... We don't have to do any maths there. 3, 2, 1, all the same. Very easy. Brilliant. Hopefully it's that easy every week, which I doubt it. Um, we'll get into now the South Ender match, obviously, on Saturday night. Actually, a good kick-off time, 9.30. Um, before we actually get into it, one man's... For some reason, I don't know how it really started, but I think it's an accumulation of things, is Dominate, dominating the headlines. Jesse Lingard um, hasn't been... Yeah, actually, he's been quite poor in the first three games. Or ha- not poor, ha- just hasn't done, done anything really, yeah. to be honest. Um, he's coming for a lot of criticism. Yeah, I wouldn't say the abuse of Rashford and Pogba levels, but he's starting to get a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I mean, your general thoughts on his first three games?
0: Because I said,
1: I don't think he's been bad. He's just, he just hasn't done anything, and, and people need more than not doing anything.
0: I don't want to sound like a glory hunter or sound like a, I'm, I feel like I'm above anyone or anything, but if you go, if you watch United live, it might maybe just helps with perspective. Lingard's movement off the ball yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. He creates so much space for other people that if he's not there, you worry where that space would come from. So you can talk about a lack of creativity. If you had Pogba next to Lingard, had Lingard running in between the lines to create the space, had Pogba then... Feeding the ball through wherever that space comes for someone else, then I think maybe people would appreciate him more. Could he add more to his game, no doubt, right? Like his lack of goals and assists, I understand that, but the game's not about goals and assists all the time. Lingard's great for a counter attacking system. If we're playing against these teams who are very compact, Lingard's probably just not your player for that. We had Park Ji Sun. You know, I think Park Ji Sun probably a bit, more, a bit more football to him, but. Perfect example. He was a man for a job. Fergie picked him in important games. when he had Carlos Tevez and Berbatov, yeah. who are technically more brilliant footballers. But Park Jison was relied upon in the big games. And we've seen Lingard do it at Arsenal. We've seen him do it against Chelsea. When we play against teams that play football, there's a space for Lingard. But I think it's time to pull him out of the limelight a little bit. Yeah, just well, for his
1: sake. Well, that's the thing. I think he comes out this week for probably one matter. A lot of people are calling for Angel Gomez. I think away at Southampton in a, as I said before, maybe a pretty much a must-win game. Um, I think that's a bit harsh on Angel Gomez and not only harsh on him, I don't think it's the right decision. I think one matter offers more than yeah. Angel Gomez away from home. But um, we put the thing on, what well, the question of or well, the situation of Jesse Lingard on Facebook and Twitter. Just read out some of the comments people have said on Lingard. Um, Robert, and actually Robert just messaged me earlier today, his little um, daughter, little one-year-old's a bit sick and in hospital, so best wishes to Robert's little daughter. Usually three points does the trick for me when I'm feeling a bit crook. Three, three points makes me cheer up a little bit, but he said that he's definitely not a number 10, and his touch is S-H-I-T, and passing isn't great either. His main attributes is his pressing game, but at the moment, his pressing game, do you think it's really...
0: I think it's there, uh, yeah. I'm, so. uh, I'm not going to criticise, from a defensive point of view, no issue with Lingard Lingard's doing it. It's with the ball.
1: Um, here we got here, Chris Toulos says he needs to be put on the right wing, and if he still contributes nothing then, then drop him. He's, at the moment, he's just wasting an important number 10 spot. I don't
0: think he's a winger. Yeah. I really don't. He's a... he's a number 10 for me.
1: I think he's in between a an winger and a 10. One of those ones he can float in between. If he had an attacking right fullback behind yeah. him, um, which one bissaka obviously isn't, at the moment
0: I get what he's saying because if you're talking about how look at how we set up when Solskjaer first came in Lingard was listed on the right wing but he really wasn't playing right wing he'd kind of float into the middle if you mean it in that sense yeah I agree with you but it's pure out-and-out winger to hold the touchline. That's not Lingard's game.
1: Well, then Emma has then just commented saying, agree, he's not a number 10. I think he needs to spell on the bench, though, as he's been well below what he's capable of so far this season. And I think that's, yeah. no, no matter what the situation is, I think just after three games, you no know, real on-the-ball contribution. It's time to give someone else a go. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, also, Costa said, our bench could have made a difference this weekend, but we have a little to no depth. And what are we doing about it? Letting Alexis Sanchez go. So, um, oh, yeah, he, because he's almost—I wouldn't say a similar player, but you can almost draw similarities between Sanchez and Lingard like in terms of the positions they can take up on the pitch. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, Sanchez offers you a lot more with the ball. That's why I'm kind of disappointed to see him go, but it's done now.
1: On on Twitter for our guests last week, or he's been on two podcasts, United Down Under. He said Jesse Lingard's suffering from a prolonged World Cup hangover from obviously the season before. He's not offering anything at the ball at the moment. He's not dribbling, can't create anything, and his touches poor. So I think that's the thing where he's he's saying Nick's just there saying he can't dribble, he can't create anything, and his touches poor. I think there's some of his strengths. He's just out of form. Yeah. I think that's to- when he can get on the ball, he can take that yeah, touch and turn and dribble at the defenders. That's what creates a lot of space. But he's yeah. just not doing it at the moment. And
0: not just that, again like, Back to what I said though when you're playing against teams who play football, there is that space for him to do that. Compact defense, he's not, he doesn't have the touch or the guile that a one Mata does.
1: Yeah. Now, last comment, we'll finish from David Balfour on Twitter, his overall body of work would suggest he's nowhere near good enough to play that role, however, he's not picking himself. The online abuse he received is pathetic. And I think we'll leave it at that in terms of, we're able to have a debate about Jesse Lingard's ability and what he offers some of the shit online that he's receiving gosh how is that helping
0: I'm done with Twitter
1: and make sure as Larry said that please follow us on Twitter MUFC podcast Um, now the Southampton game we obviously touch on Jesse Lingard we both agree he won't play Um, do you think what changes to the starting 11 do you think there will be then or maybe Lingard does play for you? obviously I don't think so De Gea obviously keeps his spot back four Luke, actually, you touched on injuries. Martial, Luke Shaw are out, or look like they're out. Gotta get
0: ready for some Ashley Younger left-back, mate.
1: Looks like it. Do you think he takes the captain's armband over David De Gea?
0: Yeah, I think he will. He's been listed as the club captain, unfortunately. Well, you can't not now. So, like, against, uh, against Palace, he, he came on mid-game, so they probably just left De Gea with the armband. But Solskjaer said it himself. He's like, if yeah. the game's Youngs plays, he'll be captain, so he'll be captain.
1: Beautiful. I look forward to Saturday.
0: You know what? Can I be honest with the ball? I actually thought he offered more than what showed. He actually contributed. He, he, he helped on the weekend.
1: He wasn't a liability. No. Um, Wamphersaka. On the other hand, I want to say this on Wamphersaka. We praise him, and he deserves all the praise in the world. Defensively, arguably the best in the league. Unbelievable defensively. Yeah. On the ball, and this is—I'm not saying he's bad on the ball, but the feeling he gave me on the ball against Crystal Palace. He made Antonio Valencia look like prime Kafu going forward.
0: It's just his decision-making with the ball. And, and, it also, and obviously
1: the decision-making is dependent on what's around him. Uh, obviously, I'm not blaming that all on him, himself. Obviously, he needs movement in front of him. But my God, he was frustrating going forward. Just yeah. see him play the ball or do something. He just gets it. And he actually looks like a spider. He's got really long legs on the ball. Yeah. He doesn't I just really want do to anything. see
0: him back himself a little bit. And just like, there were times you could see he was thinking about crossing, but he just didn't cross. Just cross. Put the ball in the area. See what happens. Maybe an own goal. we never know.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So the back four stay the same except for are actually coming for Luke Shaw. Um, do you think there is any? You, well, first and foremost, do you think it's four two three one, or do you think there's a change in system?
0: I think it is four two three one. There's no point playing with a four three three against a team that's going to be very compact. So you want, you want a number 10 to be in between the lines. I'd love to see Pogba occupy that space, but I just don't think we have the depth. You know what I would? You know what change I would make? I'd bring Matic in for McTominay. I think McTominay's been... Mate, you want to talk about people who've been poor? I think he's been poor. I think almost a case
1: of, and not to the extent Jesse Lingard, but they just think he hasn't impacted on the game too much. He's been fine, he just hasn't done enough.
0: I mean, poor in the sense, like his performance has been okay, but with the ball, yeah. really just a bit sloppy, mate.
1: Yeah.
0: For, for all the criticism I give Matic, and I know he's had his criticisms on the ball as well, but he's just a little bit quicker with the ball, Just he's got a better touch, he's got a better passing range. Yeah.
1: I feel oh like no, Mr. Well, uh, made the point over the last two, three weeks that, Le- that Matic might come in, and maybe, yeah, maybe slightly deserves to come in. Um, not just for his experience, but at the end of the day, as all the negatives uh, Matic can bring, he does bring a lot of positive. He's a good player.
0: Mourinho's second season, 17-18, uh, when we were 4-0 FC for a little bit. Yeah. It was Matic pre- up just just in front of the back four and Pogba running wild. I'd love to see us go back to that. Look, look, look what's happened to us. After one one defeat, we're calling for Matic to come in to save our
1: season. Oh. <laughs> it's, it suddenly is the answer to all the problems. Um, now, okay, so let's assume, which I agree, I think it'll be 4-2-3-1. Jesse Lingard drops out number 10.
0: Yeah, I think it's time for one Mata to one mata. come agree. No. Yeah, One agree. need, need someone creative who can just unlock a tight defence, and Mata's the only player in our team, to be honest, who I think can do that outside of Pogba.
1: Now, the one that possibly would spark a little debate before the Marshall injury would be, do you include Daniel James again? I think Daniel James picks himself now with the Marshall injury. Who plays left and right? I assume Marshall up front. Um, sorry, Rashford up front.
0: I'd go Greenwood up front. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Rashford's gonna get it, but if you're talking, we're talking about a team that's struggling to get goals at the moment. Greenwood's got the natural instinct for me for a goal, whereas Rashford, Rashford's really out of form for me. I know he's brilliant against Chelsea, but last two games really haven't been impressed. It's um, so all on the right. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I think well, it'll be Dan James on the left. He, he looked, he looked he, well he there. Look, he look, he and i will well put on Greenwood right. on the right and Rashford through right. the middle. Yeah.
1: I'll probably agree with that. I'll probably agree with that starting 11. I think, however, what will happen instead of Greenwood on the left, I think Pereira might come in on the right. Ooh. Um, and not that I agree with that. I just think Solskjaer did that against Chelsea. Yeah. I just think...
0: I could see that. Not, not that Pereira deserves... What did Pereira
1: do to get dropped? Not, not that he deserves to play or doesn't deserve to play. I just think... Look, we keep forgetting Greenwood's 17 years old.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and look, when Greenwood's
1: come in, we can all praise him. has not much when he's come in. And that, no, that, that, that's not a criticism at all. But he's not really doing too much... And, and, again, uh, that's not nothing against him at all, but I think Pereira does maybe offer a little bit more, especially from the start. Maybe. I thought Pereira was so good against Chelsea and no, then uh, just uh, haven't seen him. I think Greenwood off the bench gives a little bit. A lot of people call for Angel Gomez, none more so than maybe not now. It's, Love him on the bench. It's stupid to put him in now.
0: They can't start
1: him. It's stupid to put him in now.
0: You can, do, you can bring in kids when you're winning, when you're losing, and then you bring in kids, and then they fail. Can you imagine what Twitter would say? Huh. Oh, he's a flop. Oh, Greenwood's rubbish. Oh... Gomez is rubbish. Um, anything else you want to add on the Southampton match? Um, yeah, I mean, look, they shouldn't be too much of a threat to us. Um, oh, don't, say that. don't say that. They shouldn't. But then again, Crystal, Palace, Crystal shouldn't, Palace shouldn't have been. Crystal Palace weren't a threat. Lindelof missed the ball. Oh. AU pounces and scores. And then the last goal, I don't know what happened. half our team was too busy attacking that they forgot to defend. I was still celebrating those. Still trying to get Daniel James back at the halfway. Musa. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ruin this. Musa De Genpo? I think drop dropped the D. Just Genpo, I think. Genpo? I think. Um, he's good. He's, a, he's the left winger and he looks really tricky. Saka, you'd think, should be able to handle him. But Wambasaka had his moments against Zaha on the weekend. Um, and for me, outside of that, Redmond's probably their most dangerous player. Um, Especially up against Ashley Young. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know he likes to float around that front line for me they're the two for me Redmond's probably the biggest threat but outside of that there's really not it's a tough much. game. I don't think we have a
1: great record at seven we drew there last year I think we might have won I think we've won there once or twice in the last couple but it's a tricky sort of ground I don't think we go always lose there no. but we've picked up a few
0: draws there it hasn't been, hasn't been plain sailing for us you know, I just need to find a way to break them down. Um, and, and I really hope that Solskjaer and the coaching staff are looking at our team and trying to figure out other ways of playing, because at the moment it just, it just looks like you want a counter-attack, but against teams are going to sit deep, you can't counter-attack.
1: Yeah, no, nah, exactly. Well, it will be interesting now. It is the first good kickoff time here in Sydney, 9.30 on Saturday night. Both Larry and I will be with Supporters Club on Saturday at Piedmont Bridge Hotel. Watching the match, taking the advantage of the good kickoff time. So if anyone wants to drop down, um, they do a good hot chips. Tom on Mondays they do buy one get one free for meals. I um, know well, we'll share a plate of chips when we will give a we'll give a review, a live review um, on Saturday night. If anyone wants to come on the podcast, all it costs is one beer. One beer for me. I don't know what Larry drinks. Um, any requests?
0: I mean, yeah. Look, if you cut me open, sangria is going to come out. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll settle for a beer. Get me a Guinness.
1: Um, yeah, so again, that is 9.30 at Piedmont Bridge Hotel. Um, yeah, and so if anyone wants will hold to get you to so that
0: plate of chips, by the way. No, well, definitely.
1: Uh, we are playing a charity tournament during the day uh, for the Supporters Club, and Liverpool have been joining our group. So... Your initial thoughts on that? I, unfortunately, can't play in that match. I want to make the date a little bit later. Um, but my my you, thoughts you start are... sharpening your studs.
0: Yeah, mate, I've, um, I've got a bit of a spasm in my shoulder. My elbow just keeps bouncing up. Um, I don't know if it'll be sorted out by Saturday, so...
1: That's going to be a war, that match. <laughs> 20 minutes of just studs-up tackles. Bring it on. Um, now, by the time you listen to this, you would have seen it, but the League Cup draw is on overnight. Are you looking for a rubbish h- team to play at Old Trafford? So you can give the likes of Greenwood, Chong, Gomez a run or you're looking at a big game, away at Leeds or away at Liverpool? Or... No,
0: you'd hope it's a smaller team. You, you want to start... The kid's all we have now. Yeah. So you want to start giving them that first-team experience. You know, for me, the one who can really break into this team purely from the lack of depth, Jimmy Garner... Yeah. This is a big opportunity. And uh, Levitt, Levitt probably lacks a bit physically. I think he needs to put on a bit oh, of I just weight.
1: saw he just got um, Aaron Ramsey's injured and he's just taken Aaron Ramsey's spot in the World Squad.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Levitt is very creative. Yeah. He's probably, vision-wise, is what this team needs right now, but physically he's not there. Yeah. But Jimmy Garner, I think once he gets an opportunity, I could see him at the end of the season, I'm not going to say a mainstay because he's young, but I could see him playing a lot of football.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now... Obviously, just
1: one thing. Now, the international break is coming up. We'll put it on Facebook and Twitter, but if anyone wants to message us, feel free. If you can think of any suggestions for a podcast, just to kill time, if there's maybe a week we can't meet up at the pub or we can't get a guest on. Remember the decade debate we did a couple of weeks ago? Any suggestions like that for an hour-long topic, like we just mentioned before, the number seven debate, who's been the worst number seven? I'm sure we could do a, a worst eleven since Fergie left. No, it's um, so, so a little bit, a little, little bit of a fun topic like that. If anyone has any suggestions, feel free to let us know. Um, is there anything else you want to add before? I just
0: came from Ireland. Can we do one? Which player looks most like a potato?
1: I'm not sure if Phil Jones do, does or doesn't at all. It's I'm, not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. Quite I'm not sure. looks Maybe. like
0: a peeled potato. I think. Actually, oh my
1: God. There's the one. There's yeah. an obvious answer. Everyone in the comments is already obviously yelling it. Wayne Rooney? Well, mate. No? Or is that a bit harsh? Nah, Rooney looks like Shrek, to be honest. <laughs> Shrek's the definition of a potato. <laughs> it
0: looks exactly like He's one. an ogre, mate.
1: Um, so again, thank you. That pretty much wraps up. It's been good having Larry back at the pub.
0: Thanks, mate. No, oh,
1: thank you. Now, I'm not sure how this will come out recording. Usually when we meet at this pub, we're the only two people. Now, for some reason, it's happy hour or something, and there are... I think
0: everyone's just very excited to see me today. There are
1: 6,000 people in this pub, so hopefully the audio has come through fine. I'll do my best, not that I do edit, but maybe docking the background noise down a little bit. But um, hopefully the audio has come through fine and you've enjoyed this podcast. As I said, anyone wants to come down on Saturday night, Piedmont Bridge Hotel will be there. If you want to have a say, all it costs is one beer. And um, prediction for the Southampton match? It has to be a win, God.
0: I'm gonna say one
1: nil. Yeah, I'd say one 0 one nil, and it should be two nil after it. We, well, we, Harry Maguire misses the first penalty, and I think I think Paul Pogba one nil.
0: I'm gonna go Smoky and say Greenwood.
1: Green, oh, that that would be a story. I'll take that. I'll definitely take that. Now, the absolute pleasure having you back. Good to see you, thanks, and me. we'll catch up on Saturday. Bring it
0: yeah.
1: on! All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. But,